Welcome to All Road 65 Max Radio, where the road ahead gets brighter as we journey toward truth, traveling through our dreams and inspiration into a new reality. It's time, and your ticket is waiting. All aboard All Roads Lead 65 Max with Pamela Henderson. Greetings. Thank you for joining me on BBS Radio All Road 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson. I am the author of the new upcoming book, A Journey of a Sapphire. We'll be coming out soon and at ajourneyofasapphire.com. Please subscribe to patreon.com, all row six five, where we can have one-on-one discussions. Or you can have the opportunity to join me here on BBS Radio, All Roads. Stop by and like me on my IG, Pamela H. Inspires Jews. I am always in need of great mentors and volunteers to help change the lives one day at a time. My special guest today is Nicole Borgie, a.k.a. Sabotage Smasher a speaker, podcast host, and soulful coach, using her empathic ability to look within the shadow self, the inner child, to understand the hidden issue. She empowers her clients to possess a meaningful relationship with true self, others' nature, and spirit world. She assists them in moving forward beyond limiting beliefs, reduces stress, depression, unhealthy habits, and rewiring the brain. Nicole guides clients on how to go within and seek genuine self-inquiry to thrust forward into a greater self-dynamic. She shares life hacks, simple steps to integrate into today's fast-paced society, taking the teachings of the old world traditions and merging it into fun, fascination, and real-time magical transformation. At last, I want to say thanks again for giving me this interview chance, Nicole, and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're so welcome. So tell us all a little bit about you and where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in the Bay Area of California, so San Jose, California, Oh, you're right on the street. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was. I'm now in fabulous Las Vegas. Are you? (laughs) Yes, I am. I am. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I grew up in the Silicon Valley in the 80s. And wow, man, you know, you see some great inventions and some changes through life. It was it was inspiring. Wow. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Nicole, you had made the statement that totally resonated with me when you said you help people create a life. Can you explain your technique? Well, what I do is I'm an empathic uh, and I work with people's energy. So where they're at, right? You know, I meet them at the level that they're at and look, utilize my intuition and a little bit of 
self-leadership to help people, you know, engage and transform into self-mastery. So that's part of finding your true self and being able to read, you know, where their energy is at. You know, if they're in a state of depression or maybe stress, that causes limiting beliefs. And I want to take that heavy energy and move it up and increase that vibration and, and give them a high vibrational life. And that way they can transform with ease. Give, uh, sharing with my clients uh, things like simple life hacks, you know, how to quickly meditate and how to focus and find that state of awareness. Wow. So I must say, I have gone through a little trauma myself. And I do find myself being hesitant about certain things. How would I overcome that? So my next question to you would be, how do you overcome self-sabotage? Well, it, it takes a while to get there. So I have, you know, I have 20 years experience in self-sabotage. So I've got quite a bit of years, right? Right. <laughs> it, it takes a bit to get to the point that we're at. So, uh, you know, we have to give ourselves the grace and the ease to understand that moving forward to our awareness and establishing clarity and, you know, identifying what our habits are now and move them forward, kind of crush them, you know, slay them and move forward and empower that. So we identifying what happened in that inner child. So, you know, typically it's about the age of seven that we develop certain habits. And whether we've had a toxic environment growing up or not, We've established that in, in our fragments of our body, mind, and soul. And that kind of imprints us. And moving forward as we do and take action in our life, as we're leading our way through our lives, we kind of take those imprints. It's a blueprint on how we'll react later, kind of a program deep within our hardware. And once we establish that, we can change that. And there's just simple ways to move forward. So really identifying what, what the blockage is so we can be empowered and live in our passionate purpose so we can, you know, be profitable in life, share with people, uh, whether the profit is our environment, our relationships, uh, or abundance, maybe a successful business career, uh, you know, love with our friends and our neighbors. That's that's so much part of what we all strive to, and it's a part of our abundance. So true. You know, I love so hard. I am a woman with a beautiful soul. What I come to understand about myself is that, you know, I, I give, and that's just who I am. I just want to see people move forward in life. But I've been taken advantage of, too. And I think that is the hardest area of a challenge that I have been trying to overcome. Because I really take that very, very seriously (laughs) when someone has hurted me. So, and I'm still trying to, I'm still in that healing process. So that's, that's very interesting. That is, it is interesting when you connect with people who has similar interests as I. I am Girl Empowerment, and I believe that mental illness and behavioral problems are two different concerns. Now, even though they have similarities, they are still two different issues. 
Can you elaborate your focus on helping people who have experienced trauma and how your technique can empower and break the stigma associated with anxiety and depression? Right. Well, you know, blessings to you for sharing and caregiving and, and, and for having a show like this where you're reaching out and you're sharing with others and that, that imprint of that hurt and, and just finding an ease in your heart to forgive and move forward. That way we just ourselves, right? Right. We forgive ourselves and release the guilt and fear. And, and sometimes that's, that's, it's, it's difficult to just take that next step. But once we do and leave that victim, become the survivor. And then now you're the teacher and the mentor sharing with others and you're teaching, especially with children and with your, with your foundation. And that, that is sharing with others. And, and now you can put that energy in that. And healing is, is constant. We develop constantly and consistently and, and moving and growing. And everything is, every day is a transformation and a little bit of a challenge. But once, once we see what that was, that stopped us in our tracks mm-hmm. and now we can clear that and kind of just do an energetic detox and clear all of that, that, that guck or that mess, that heaviness and move forward and into what, how can we turn that story around in a sense and become that conquering mentor to be courageous and move past the fear. Some of that is is sometimes, and I, and I have gone through this myself, so this is how I help my clients, is finding that depression. And sometimes we're mani- it's manageable. It's kind of like a little bit of a pain or inflammation. It's manageable mentally, and now we've manifested it physically. And, and identifying at that point, what kind of help do we need? I'm not a psychiatrist, but I understand that because I've had it personally, and it's part of my family. It's, it's gone through the DNAs. And yes, there is definitely, thank you for mentioning, there is a definitely a a difference between the mental illness and the depression and the stress. But we want to make sure that we don't dive deep into our triggers and, and wear that as, as battle clothes throughout our day to show everybody our triggers and to constantly bringing that forward in our pain. It manifests into anger. And, and people, you know, people see that and that's, that's why we have problems maybe forming or difficulties of forming new relationships or better, more positive relationships. So kind of understanding where we are and how it affects us. Can it be changed too? And that's part of a, a speaking, a talking, a connection, a counseling dialogue. Uh, I, I do with my uh, clients, and it's a certification of recognizing, accepting, acknowledging, and releasing. So there's a little bit of a form going through that stress and identifying what our stressors are. Are, are we managing? Are we over-managing? Are we using our stress where we think that it's something familiar, so we, we think it fuels us? And fear or anger are only supposed to fuel us for a moment in a uh, a time of need, uh, you know, a time of st- strength that needs to come very quickly. It's not meant for us to wear it and embed it into our bodies every day because it does imprint in our cells and, and that manifests every time our cells split that same kind of pattern and behavior. 
you know, so just, you know, quite simply, we try to trying to identify what the stressors are in that awareness and recognizing. Are they working with us? Are they working against us? And how can we kind of change? So it's a little bit at a time to really find an impactful way to change it. You know, it's, it's understanding what type of sabotaging behaviors we have developed, why they developed, and then move forward with it. And how can we change that story and make it what it was, just a story, but not something that, that we lead our way with every, every day. We want to find something better, more powerful. So true. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Is there any area you do not focus on? Um, any area that I don't focus on? Well, there, there, are, there are parts where, you know, there's only so much that I can do as a counselor or a, as we do as a, as a soulful coach. There's only right. so much in that power. So that comes out in the discussion. You know, is it point where it's maybe coming towards a mental illness and something that's debilitating and stopping someone in their tracks. That's not where I'm going to go because I'm not the counselor, right? I'm not the psychologist. Absolutely. And I do understand that I work, you know, that with, if I'm working with vets or I'm working with family members, or maybe it's in hospice, understanding that there's a point that I can't do, but that's in surrender to be able to give that to the person that can work with that. You know, that power of being able to heal ourselves. Are we in a point where we can accept that? And that's, you know, part of counseling as well. Are you able to accept the transformation and are you ready for it? You know, sometimes we just aren't ready to move to that next step. And that's okay. That's all right. But being able to identify it, you know, and once you are able to grasp a hold and say, yes, I am definitely ready to be empowered and transformed. And in, into my new life, into that new mani- uh, magical um, manifestation, and right. that's when we'll go forward. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I do agree what you're saying, because when my mom, before she had passed of cancer, and, you know, she was my best friend. I mean, we did mm-hmm. everything together. Um, she loved to gamble and she was just a fun woman but when she had taken ill I felt like I became the counselor the therapist um you know the person that she can grieve with and I just start taking all this in because I was like I got to take this for, for my mom because this makes her feel better or I got to take this in because she's feeling this way but I was taking in too much of that energy. And wow. when she had passed in 2011, I'll never forget on Mother's Day. And I'm, I, I just do not like Mother's Day. And it's only because of my mother passed on Mother's Day. So I feel that emptiness. And then I had a hard time of understanding that you know, Pamela, you was a good daughter. You did everything a daughter is supposed to do. You was by her side. And, you know, one thing with the cancer, mom did not want to put the voice box. She didn't want that operation for the voice box. But she still wanted to drink and 
she wanted to live and she didn't want to not be able to at least enjoy. And so I went down that road with her, but I still had a hard time letting go. You know, last year was the first time, um, and it was her birthday, and normally I go and I put flowers and, you know, talk and everything. (laughs) But I didn't have to go this year because that helped me to let go of some of the trauma that I was experiencing. So that was, that was really, really great. Um, that experience had taught me a lot. So with that being said, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Greetings and welcome back to BBS Radio, All Rose 65. I am your host, Pamela L. Henderson, with my special guest, Nicole Borgie. COVID-19 and the Delta migrant is resurgent, and it is necessary for us to have the extra protection to help us fight against what we cannot see. Please visit ParnellFarm.com where you can get your COVID added protection, such as mouth nasal sprays, the Dermasol MD, face and body wipes, and the Dermafresh skin toner cleanser. Let's keep the virus away. Nicole? (laughs) Yes, hello. (laughs) What do you consider to be the top three strengths and weaknesses to help someone recognize and to take responsibility for them to overcome self-sabotaging? Well, the top strengths, once you've, you really want to identify your weak, your weaknesses first, right? Well, once you identify kind of those cons, we can look at it as pros and cons and taking uh, those, those cons of that self-sabotage. So possibly, you know, the stress and anxiety, um, the inability to sleep or set your goals, find that road of success. And you kind of are establishing in that moment of pain and and what do you want to succeed at so how to move forward in the opposites of that sabotage and and just not being able to break free right in that sense of what can you not conquer in your life if you're not living in your passion and purpose uh you know you you're i you need to identify you want to identify the the why, what is your passion? Why are you moving forward? And so you're awakening in that moment and those three tips and to clarify. You're clarifying those strengths and weaknesses. So what is your strength? Is your strength courage? Is your strength the ability to move forward? Is your strength the ability to accept and acknowledge your life, right? And so you can set the goals uh, with that. And then identify. So you're identifying, you're taking action. So you've identified as the weakness, basically, you know, maybe anxiety or you're, you're unable to influence yourself and others. 
in, in that sense to move forward. We want to influence ourselves and give ourselves that self-love and the ability to grieve and move forward, but take the next step. So that's bringing it up into awareness and awakening. So you're leading from within and you're being in that constant state of awareness. Whether it's good or bad, you're understanding and the ability to discern and detach from ourselves and understand kind of like watching a movie. What, what would you, how would you interpret your life? Are you making the right goal? You know, are you, are you taking the right steps in initiation? So awareness, mind, body, and soul, how are you feeling? Do you take on a lot of that pain and anger? Are you empathic and you take on a lot for others trying to heal them? And when we do that, we need to kind of deflect that and say, okay, I'm here to help you and sympathize and understand and empathize in, in this moment, but I'm going to release that and let that go so I can move forward and learn from this. And we're just kind of deflecting that from other people and how to have that soul alignment. So once your mind, body, and your soul are aligned, whether it's exercising or doing repetition, meditation, you know, maybe even for one minute, and you're developing and you're taking action little by little. And once you start to focus little by little on what steps you're taking and celebrating what you have done each time, you're going to, you're taking that action, you're moving forward, you're letting the universe know that you want more, right? Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. That is so true. Why did you decide to become a life coach? Well, I I needed to help myself. That's <laughs> I, okay. Know, that's, a, that's a start, right? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that that it was you know it was time for me to reach a, a certain level of success in my life because I was constantly dipping my toe in the water, but I was trying so hard to do everything myself, but nothing for myself, and I didn't ask for help. And it, it, you know, and, and so I wanted to lead and I wanted to have a healthy, energetic life and live in a constant passion and be creative and happy. And, and part of that passion, and I wanted to flip, I was in a state of anger and I was constantly in success, uh, in stress instead of success. And I never could get past a certain barrier in my life and I would repeat patterns, maybe people I dated. Uh, maybe in a job, I would get to a certain point where I'd start to succeed and I would get promoted. And then all of a sudden I got passed up. Right. Uh, so, so what was that? And not being triggered by it, really understanding, you know, I could make excuses of, of anything and I would constantly make an excuse of why I didn't get a promotion. Was it because I was female, because I was too old, too young. And when I started to realized that I was living through triggers and it was never uh, my fault. It was everybody else. And I was uh, angry and always activated, you know, whether I was driving or doing something, I needed to stop and I needed to pause and, and realizing that I recognized how I lived my life. I was aware now of what I was doing and, and not to hate what I was doing. That self-talk can be a nasty, nasty thing when sure. we have those fear gremlins coming into our head. And it's constantly that chatter consistently. It was nobody else. It was me saying that. And when I believed it, 
other people believed it too because we emanate that energy out to other people. And I realized, okay, how do I do that? How do I influence other people? How do I work with other people and network and starting trying, you know, working on starting a business that was constantly a hobby. So I reached out and I started to reach out with business and I started to reach out with networking and realized, you know what? There's something that I'm just not getting that other people are. They always seem tuned in and turned on, and that wasn't me. So I really needed to see that. It was really in that moment of pain in my body through healing diseases, changing my nutrition, changing my exercise, starting to exercise, get some sunshine, get out there. And I started to see a change in my body and realized that I was replicating a habit. And whether, you know, it's a good habit or a bad habit, if we don't realize there are those habits. So what can I do? And it looked so scary to me at one point that, you know, if if I work with a coach or if I work with people and do meditation or yoga or go to the gym and lift weights, how does that make me feel? How can I take that anger and that passion and take courage but put it into a form where I can fuel a healthier lifestyle and not live in pain because that anger and that stress manifested into so much pain in my body and I was constantly in the hospital or having surgery and realizing how did that mentally, how does that affect my life? You know, and really, that it, yeah, that moment in hospice uh, when I would see people at the end of life and, and see that grief, and, and try to comfort them and realize, well, in this many years, this was where I'll be. What will my life story be? So true. So true. And I know, you know, in regarding to my healthy habits, I have always been a runner. And I love the outside atmosphere. You know, I love to jog. And I was okay with that in in, in kickboxing. Mm. Oh, that was it. I mean, I felt like superwoman when I finished. But when I was going through some of the challenges and obstacles and, you know, the, the death of my mom, I kind of... I lapsed on exercising, but one thing I did notice when I did lapse on exercising, it did take a toll. I mean, my body just seemed like it was starting to get, you know, real irritated and everything. So exercising totally helps your mental health. It does. And that is what I advocate as well. And even your eating habits. Now, I don't eat beef or pork. Sometimes I get confused. I don't know if I'm a pescetarian or (laughs) a vegetarian, (laughs) but I notice now I just can't, I I can barely eat um, fish and I love salmon, but my body is changing. So I'm eating more plant-based products, which I really feel good. So I guess God is saying to me, as I am saying to others in what I am trying to inspire the youth, because I love my girls so much, 
is to change some of the habits that, like you stated, that we do that makes us feel ugly inside or bring us down. And that is totally important. So my next question would be, do you have experience with inpatient group homes, family or individual treatments that you offer services to others? Uh, well, what I do is I, I have gone into facilities, and um, right now I work uh, working with uh, U.S. Vets here in Las Vegas. And uh, what I what I do is I go in for meditation, and I share with them moments of meditation. Uh, you know, maybe, whether it's singing bowls or little repetitions, I like to call them kind of soul gym reps. And so you're working on that mind muscle to work on your heart and align your soul. So just, you know, a minute of just focusing and understanding and being aware of something on the wall or, you know, a minute of tactile where you're feeling your fingers and the sensations. So we're reengaging the mind and the body and commanding that little subversive obstruction, disruptive sabotager to kind of go to the side right now and to just be in a moment. Because when you're doing these kind of tactile functions or where you're in a place with others, that, that compounds and it quantizes the energy in the room. So there is a definite change and, you know, gives them a moment to be in the process of that. And, and I love how you say exercise and food. It's all energy and it's a great vibration. And when you feel good, you look good, your mental health is, is in the state of your mind is much better. So sharing these little things, even just picking up a glass of water, maybe adding some lemon to your daily routine, how does that refresh your soul, right? And so it's changing that crystals in our body, and our body is 80% water. So we're changing that, and and we're sharing that healthy water at that moment to rejuvenate our body. And so these just these little steps to share with people, or even in hospice, uh, dependent upon if people are able to be lucid and comprehensive and communicate in that moment, to sharing with them, you know, maybe um, it's, uh, you know, certain um, just sitting with them and talking to them, sharing their story, getting them to take action in that moment and exercise great meditation. It's, it's a point of meditation because when you're focusing strongly on something, whether it's, um, you're, you know, you're in karate and you're focusing on moves in the moment, you're in that focus and that's a meditative state. And, and that's turning on those those changes of of those the states of mind and transforming that energy, and it's beautiful in that moment to share with that. And when someone walks with you hand in hand, it's much easier uh, to take that journey moving forward and to change and and to not be um, obstructed or dis- disturbed in that moment. And, and just taking that time. And then we want to, it's so good, it's so juicy in the moment, and it lifts you up, you want to do it again. Or you look forward to that person and you allow them to empower you to share that moment with you and, and to just change just little things and just suggesting, you know, um, what can boost your day, whether it's a, a green drink, a protein drink, or even just little things. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and I I share that with my clients, you know, just take and develop little habits that you will definitely change. Otherwise, if you shift too far, your body's not ready. Your mind's not ready. It hasn't gotten to that because it's taken so many years to get to the point that you're at. 
right? And then to share that, you know, and allow that to celebrate those moments that we've had with people um, and, and to, to share that and say, this is a day of commemoration of the beauty and celebration of your life. And thank you for letting me share that, right? You know, in that, that moment, in that moment of hardship and, and to kind of turn it around. It may not be a, a totally happy, gleeful moment, but it is an empowering moment to say, I walked with you on this earth and I shared this point in time with you and, and we developed and, and you helped me develop into the person I am and that each person you touch is touching you, is touching another person and, and the momentum moves forward and that's how we change within ourselves and that's how we change others. And it's not, it's not forcing change. It's not telling people they, they, they commanding and demanding the change. But it's, it's sharing with them in our wisdom because as we walk gracefully through life, other people see that influence and it influences them. They want that too. And so that's how we change that and even shifting the world right now. You know, that's how we change that into, into a better awareness and a state of understanding. Right. Do you believe when a person experiences trauma, from someone and I had one of the girls had asked me this so I wanted to make sure I wanted to get your feedback so when someone has experienced trauma from a friend or boyfriend or whoever can you really forgive that person and reestablish a friendship well now yeah that that's that's that's, a, that's actually um, kind of very uh, structured. It could get very deep. But what I'll simply say is that you don't always expect that you're going to have a friendship, but try to have the friendship. And if you can form it and have trust, you have to be able to forgive yourself. Because sometimes, you know, hey, we, we experienced that moment together. Were we part of it or was it the trauma from the other person? Right. Um, or or, you know, how traumatic was that event and and what, you know, um, you don't want to blame, but you when you start to change and forgive and understand that moving forward, what did you learn in this lesson? And, and is that person a trustworthy person? Is that right. why they they traumatized you? Because if they are not a, a trustworthy person, then do you really want to have a friendship with them because they're still bringing that negative energy? Or if the relationship is actually able to, um, you're able to learn and to trust one another and come forward, but have boundaries. Understand that that person won't step over that boundary and have that respect. If you can establish that relationship, then you know, go forward with it. Um, and that's a, a wonderful thing. But it's not always um, it, it's not always going to be a successful relationship if if you still try to keep a friendship. Sometimes we just need to cut ties and move forward. Um, but sometimes we can have um, a professional relationship with someone. Maybe they're at work or they're still with you at church or in a group. Maybe you can still have a professional relationship with that person. And um, you know try to bring in that forgiveness of the situation and what right. had happened. But in forgiveness, don't be a doormat. 
don't allow them to move (laughs) past that boundary. Right. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and don't be hard about it, but just say, okay, this person has gone a little too far. I'm going to go ahead and say, Hey, you know what? Perhaps we need to kind of go our separate ways or understand that, but it's definitely a state of awareness that you develop as you start to heal. So true. Mental health counselors provide emotional counseling and guidance to individuals suffering from mental and behavioral disorders. My focus through my foundation is stipulated to have a group focused meeting as part of their scheduled program. Because I believe when you are open to discuss the behavioral habits that you inflict on yourself, you're able to recognize and take responsibility and step forward towards a healing process. What is your input about behavioral disorders? And do you consider this particular issue also as self-sabotaging? Yes, that behavioral disorders can lead to self-sabotage. And and how far are you able to recognize that that be, is it a behavioral disorder at a certain point? Um, or is it a different where it, it needs more? Uh, uh, it needs uh, something deeper, um, you know, into the counseling or into a deeper group therapy or, or into different groups. Where is that behavior leading you? You know, is that behavior leading you into jail? Is that behavior leading you to drugs? Is that behavior leading you to um, really kind of um, move into traumatic relationships over and over again? Um, uh, You know, whether it's they're life-threatening or not, they're just negative uh, type of relationships um, that will sabotage you. You're enabling someone else to make decisions for you. It's time to move forward to empower yourself and to bring the power to you so you can make the decisions for yourself. It's time to lead the way and take action with that. And in that mental health state, uh, family members um, with bipolar disorder, family members with um, schizophrenia and family members, you know, in different states of depression, um, working with that and trying to find a way where, you know, with other therapies, can you work in a certain coaching or in a soft, in, in a, in, in a healthier environment and how to change that? Um, and what selections can you make for yourself uh, when you're in that heightened state of awareness? And that's awakening in your body that, that awakens and empowers you at a soulful level uh, to, to be in awareness of your choices. Because we all make choices, we all have choices, and what are you choosing to do with that choice? Are you allowing someone else to make the choice for you? Um, that and that can, that can lead to definite down mental health issues. But how far have you gone with it? There there are places that we can go, and, and sometimes there's fine lines. Is it something that that has gone through your life? Is it a pattern that you've established? Is it a mental health issue that you maybe have had your whole life, um, but maybe you can develop some healthier habits within your day to change? Um, Definitely. Again, you know, diet and exercise, does that change? What environments are you in? What workspace are you in? Um, Are you putting yourself, are you making even decisions within your job to go back to people that kind of trigger you or people that enable you to make bad decisions with them. 
right? Are you going back to that kind of group of people? So you want to see what, what situations are you choosing to put yourself into, which lead kind of down that road of self-destruction, which is sabotaging in and of itself. And then, you know, sometimes it, it goes so, it, it, then it goes so far where your mental health is kind of deteriorating. But so but true. there are times when you can change that, right? You know, right. You can. even, yeah, breathing exercises, maybe you can't meditate and sit in quiet space, but maybe there's certain things you can take a walk. You know, there, there's little things that we can do to change our lives. But being in that state of awareness is identifying where you're at, being vulnerable with yourself and accepting, okay, I've made this choice, not a blame, but here it is in my daily life. I made this choice to go hang out with these friends. Is it peer pressure? You know, even in adulthood, we get in situations where it's peer pressure. Or am I yeah. making a choice to, for a healthy living life, right? Am I allowing people to trigger me? I really want to be triumphant. And that's that state of sabotage when we're constantly making those choices. But in, in, in that same space, when you're aware, you're like, oh, I can make maybe not this bad decision, but I can make a better decision, you know. Can I drink maybe two glasses of water and I'm still drinking a soda um, and, and I'm, I like soda, but maybe I can add something a little bit. It's the same with your friends. You know, where are you going? What environments are you in? Is it a healthy environment? How do you feel? You know, if it's a heavy environment and you feel real triggered each time you leave a group of people, you know, that's when we start to see that. And that, you know, affects the mental health. So what can you do, right? You know, what can you do and what support do you need? And that's definitely trying to reach out for somebody and evaluating, is that a good thing for you? Or is that, you know, a destructive path that you're working towards? And so much of it is to take and understand in that uh, self-leadership. And it's one of the courses I teach, kind of triggered to triumph is, is understanding that self-influence and allowing yourself to make good and healthier decisions um, and, and, and not to um, get that monkey mind in the way where those fear gremlins kick in. Or, or is this a healthier, <laughs> right. right? Is it a healthier thought, right? right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. when that kicks into mind, you know, how do you feel about it? Just take a moment. And in that moment, are you trusting your intuition and saying, oh, Okay, look into your heart just a second. Is it a light decision? Hey, I feel good about this. Then you're not fooling yourself. You'll start to build trust. You'll start to build faith. And that's where we make better decisions. And that's where even as caregivers, as givers and and teachers, um, you know, that's how we take on that negative energy. But when we say, okay, this, this is your energy. It's not mine. And I'm able to put kind of a boundary right there and say, oh, this is your energy. I love you, and um, but you're still in that negative state. If you want to change, I'll change with you, and I'll, I'll share with you, but there's only so much of that that I'm going to take on before it becomes pain and grief and suffering. Um, absolutely. And, and so absolutely always being in awareness and, and changing that self-talk and, and kind of sprinkling in, you know, am I having a good conversation? Hey, sticky note to self, <laughs> you know, where are you going with this, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. That is so true. That's why I like, lo- I, I love yoga. And I I am so, you know, 
if you ever wanted to exercise, I mean, you can go on YouTube. And what is it that YouTube do not have? And right. that is where I had found, you know, beginning yoga. And I love it. It's like it just totally opens up your mind. Now, I have went to a class to, you know, experience yoga there, but I wasn't reaching that mental where everyone else was like, just, you could just see them. And I'm like, well, okay, where, where, where are you at? Well, I can't get there. But I did find on YouTube and I start practicing beginning yoga and I love it. And that's what I introduced to my girls because it is a, a mind opener and it relaxes you, takes away a lot of stress, I would say. It does. It's great. I love, I love yoga. I love stretching and doing, and I myself have gone to classes and it just really ignites, you know, even Kundalini where it's, you know, a lot of breathing and you're igniting that energy up your spinal cord, which is the same energy as your chi when you're doing martial arts and you taking that strength from your root chakra, kind of, you know, your hip area and moving Mm -hmm. it up to your crown chakra or your head. And it, you're, slowing you down to breathe. It's that movement. It's a meditative state because you're focusing on the moment and you're so busy trying to kind of move a little bit and test out your body that you're no longer really thinking about all those to-do lists. I got to get my groceries done. I got to pick up my kids. I got to teach a class. Mm -hmm. If you know, telling yourself, Hey, all right, I'll get to you when I'm done with yoga. But right now this is my, my time. Right. So you're taking that sabotage and saying, hey, yeah, (laughs) this is everything I need to do. Maybe write it down if you need to physically do that and say, hey, this is my me time. This is what I'm doing. So you kind of go sit with in the corner for now and I'm going to do my yoga. But it's great, you know, um, for stretching. Like I had carpal tunnel and I didn't want to do surgery. So really working with my hands and stretching out my hands and letting that, that blood flow and increasing the oxygen and just learning to breathe, breathing in that life. And sometimes it's great in a class, but sometimes it's so wonderful alone because you're taking a moment just for you. Absolutely. And you can find out how unbalanced you are when you take yoga. I mean, (laughs) here I'm thinking, you know, I can do this. It's so easy. But have you ever tried to, you know, get on one hand and raise that <laughs> foot up and, you know, and raise that other hand to the ceiling? And then and she tells you to look up. I'm like, OK. So that was an experience for me. <laughs> it is. It is. And I can share that, that laugh with you because I do. I know that. Can I twist this way? Am I going this way? What are you thinking? There's no way anybody's body can go in that direction. <laughs> and sometimes. You know, it's questioning ourselves in that moment or comparing ourselves. Sometimes we have to step back and be like, okay, this is as far as I can go, but I'd love to get to that point with other people. Um, and, and sometimes it's just, again, in any group setting, is that the right group for me? And is that a connection of energy that I have with these people? You know, even, uh, you know, the, like a, the pro wrestler Diamond Dallas Dave does a rehabilitative yoga uh, for people um, who have, you know, had uh, either gone surgery or they've, they've done a lot of damage to their body physically or uh, in health, they're in health situations or they just don't have that ability to move forward. 
And, you know, and, and many yogas do that, you know, the traumatic one or uh, there's all kinds of ones catered maybe just towards yes. emotion. And, and sometimes it's just, am I, am I just taking a minute because you, 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 you're beginning and be a beginner and witness yourself, just witness yourself in that moment, witnessing the ability to just move and stretch just a little bit. Move your leg and be in awareness. It's such a beautiful practice, not only in patience, but awareness of how does your body feel. Okay, well, if, if I drink a few more glasses of water or add some electrolytes or take some enzymes and my digestion's good, then I maybe stretch a little bit better uh, than, than eating like a cheeseburger and some french fries, right? Uh, you right. feel a little bit better. It's the sense of connection. You're so connecting to your body in that movement. It's Even in martial arts, when you first start to stretch, I did Hapkido for a few years, and you first start to stretch your body. And it's like, well, why are we stretching the whole class and we're only uh, doing uh, the 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 moves and the 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 uh, engaging with one another and the fighting on the mat for a few minutes, but it's just realizing how long does it take to your body to get to that one point, that one point in time where you can do that, and more and more you're stretching, you know, more and more you're turning. But how do you feel with it? So you come back and and a week later, how do you feel? And another week later, how do you feel? And just doing it once a week, even for ten minutes, it's it's just. That's really what it's about. You don't have to go for an hour, two hours, and I love that too sometimes. But so true, so it's true. I'm clear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that I started. You you heard of fit on, right? No. No, you haven't heard of fit on. Oh, I tell no. you, you can go to fiton.com, and or you can it, the app is also if you have an iPhone, they have an app, and. Their, their service is all about like certain yogas and yoga can become so uh, deep. But anyway, I'm just telling you this little story. So I had taken this beginning yoga. Oh, girl, you couldn't tell me nothing. I went from one, two, three. Then I got the four. Four was a little challenging, but I did make it. But do you know the next day I couldn't even get out the bed? Because they, oh <laughs> I couldn't get out the bed. I literally could not get out the bed. I was so sore. Now I was fine that night, but that next morning, I think I, I just needed to back up off that one uh, yoga step four. I just I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. But, but it was a <laughs> it was a lesson, and and it was so funny because they always tell you now. You're going to go into more advancement, so you know, make sure that you understand where you're going. But I was doing so good because, again, remember, I was kickboxing and running and all these kind of things. So it was a learning lesson. So I, I learned how to step back. And as of today, I'm still not on four. But I like everything else. One, two, and three is fine for me, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, I was on your website. And tell me about the eight-week empowerment course. 
Oh, okay. So I, I put the, thank you for mentioning that. And, and I, I work with that eight-week empowerment course because these are the steps that I find. It's, it's for rapid transformation and people just ready to kind of get in and get it done and just move swiftly and allow that shift to really happen in our life. Uh, and, right. And, you know, go into the awareness, the worth, the acceptance, the knowledge, enlightenment, and nourishment. So that's awakening, right? That's what I call mm-hmm. it is, is that awakening moment. And it's to build that confidence and courage and to focus on your goals. And so you can carry the tools on being healthy and able-minded. You want to be an able-minded individual and make healthier thoughts instead of struggling, uh, you know, and aching, you know, uh, for those moments and the desire for growth. So, so moving from that desire and allowing it to move into the resolution and to the freedom of, of moving past the fear. And that, that works with those moments that we spoke of before where we were talking about childhood traumas or toxic relationships, loss of a loved one, uh, we develop sometimes distorted perceptions and beliefs, you know, want to break free from those uh, disempowering patterns. And it's time to experience life differently than what we've talked about before in those sabotaging moments. Um, so you're repeating and you feel kind of trapped. And it's that moment when your heart is yearning for more and you're ready. You're like, oh, you know what? I am ready for change. I'm ready to reach out and I'm ready to accept and make a better powerful choice. So taking that okay. full ownership of our life, right? And commit to your, your own healing of your emotional blocks and sharing your heart's desire and your soul's truth. And it, it's you, just many things. Yes. Me and you could go on and on. That is so interesting. <laughs> but I know I'm, 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 heady, I'm, I'm, I'm losing time here. So can you, uh, real quick, tell us how someone can contact you? Well, uh, absolutely. They can go to uh, sabotagesmasher.com. That's my website. Or contact me, uh, Nicole Borgie, and at uh, sabotagesmasher.com. And, you know, uh, you know, if you type in Sabotage Smasher, you'll find me on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn. Or just look up Nicole Borgie. You'll find me. It's B-O-R-G-H-I. And it's okay however you pronounce it. And just reach out, you know, private message me. And I love to just sit and chat and how to, you know, share with you how to empower your life and to grow in richness. All right. With that being said, Nicole, it was a pleasure having you on my show. I thank you for your support. As always, listeners, I have reached my destination, and I leave you with the quote of the day. Self-leadership is the practice of understanding and identifying your desires and cautiously guiding yourself towards reaching them. Today, I give thanks to everyone who has been part of my life's journey. Again, do have a beautiful day and see you next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to All Roads 65 Max Radio with Pamela Henderson. Join us every other week on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on BBS Radio Station One. And please visit allroads65max.org and become a volunteer or sponsor and be the change you want to see in this world. With your help, we can make a difference in our society and uplift those who so desperately need our help. Thank you for tuning in.